This podcast is brought to you by Zotes Sunflower Seeds, the number one flavored sunflower seeds on the planet. Visit Zotes.com. Now, welcome to the Accidental Experience with Mark Comer. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Accidental Experience. I'm Mark Comer here with Jimmy Boy. Jimmy Boy, what's up, brother? First place. Nothing much. It's a normal day. <laughs> normal day. Yeah, that's great. All right, let's let's talk about that a little bit. I just. Why in my life can't something just be just kind of in the middle? It's always extreme. <laughs> it's, it's it's extreme one way or the other, right? I just yeah. Even even years put you through a weird hashtag. Even year has put you through a weird deal. Every every even year has the first one. We didn't know it was the even year. We knew it was the even year, but it had no significance. But it was still that was the torture year. Then two years later, thinking, oh wow, that'd be kind of cool. You know, it's it's uh, you know every other year, and then the third one, holy cow, that was unbelievable. But you know, the Giants have the best record in the majors going into the All Star break. They're playing better than everyone. I mean, everyone's just riding high. And since then, since the All Star break, and now we're in the middle of August. This is since the All Star break. They have the worst record in the freaking majors. The worst. How do you go from the best to the worst? That is unbelievable to me. Yeah, it's a thing called runners in scoring position. Very true. batting average. Very true. And you guys were in the three hundred spot, which uh, you know your boy Crawford leading the way, very clutch. Um, and of course, you have the catcher. Uh, forgot his name. He doesn't do much. What? So Posse is that how it is? Uh, he's clutch. And then you had everyone else kind of joining in. And then what you've been doing since then is a solid 138 with runners in scoring position. Well, and, Take away yesterday's yeah. game. And and the combination, um, the combination is uh, with that is the fact that their their starting pitcher ERA is close to five. And, and yeah, that's so, gone up. Yeah. And I've also enjoyed um, Will Smith, his, all his work. He's, he's well, really <laughs> listen. His first album was was pretty good, and the kids really liked it a lot. You know, and then, and then, since he joined Scientology, he has not been the same pitcher that he once was. Well, he came in yesterday. You know, the Giants are down four nothing. One swing of the bat. They come all the way back around. I don't know if you saw Bumgarner hit a bomb for a home run. Yeah, was it on a fastball? Yeah, but what was funny is he fouled one. He hit a foul ball for about 370 down the left field line, right? And this was a two-strike home run swing. That's the thing. It's, it's not If it's zero strikes or two strikes, you know, he's still, he's still swinging for the fences. But they bring in Will Smith with a three-run lead, guys at first and third, and he just grooves a fastball. The guy smokes <laughs> into left center field, into the gap, you know, drives in two runs, guys at third. It's like, dude, you have got to be kidding me. And – and so there's two things I think that have happened with the Giants. Number one, their starting pitching has struggled. And why they think Matt Cain can miraculously now become a great pitcher again is beyond me. They finally got smart, moved PV somewhere else other than starting pitcher. But here's the, here's the question, uh, or here's the issue. You have the, the starting pitching go up. Samarja is, is kind of doing what he did last year. He's getting hit, you know, he's getting hit around quite a bit. But last night they said something interesting on, on SportsCenter. 
They said when they got rid of, not only did Will Smith come in and hasn't done squat, other than, uh, you know, pad the uh, the, the opposing team's uh, batting stats, he, uh, Mike uh, or, or uh, Duffy, who they traded for, for Will Smith, they said it really kind of set, um, it kind of threw off the clubhouse a little bit. He's a very popular player. Guys liked him a ton. And, and it really has had an impact, according to these guys on ESPN, you know, in the clubhouse as well. Who knows how much that is true, but I do know he's a very popular player. They had a homegrown infield. I, I wasn't opposed to trading Duffy because I think he's, you know, he's struggled quite a bit this year. But, you know, you trade him, hopefully you get somebody good. But there's a lot going on there. Maybe last night's game will kind of break him out of the funk, but they'll probably come back and lose one to nothing today. Well, I definitely think, and I don't know if you can hear me while you're in and out, but uh, I definitely think that the Giants, yesterday's game is going to start them on a tear. They're going to, I don't know if they're going to lose again. Uh, that Those are the kind of games that uh, that really change things for you. You're right. They, they can be kind of games. But now on the flip side, since the All-Star break, you know, basically Kershaw's been, been out. Um, they interviewed uh, one of the Dodgers players a couple days ago. He said, look, we relied way too much on Kershaw, and we kind of realized that we got to step up and make it happen. It's kind of the flip side for the, for the Dodgers batting-wise. They're, they are killing the ball, and, and they're getting good enough pitching. I don't know, you know how good – I mean, their pitching's been good enough to win a lot of games. Has it been really good, or has their offense just been that good? No, they're pitching. Can you hear me, by the way? Yes. You're, I, you're bouncing in and out. Okay. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Their pitching has been disastrous for starting, and somehow the relievers, except for yesterday, uh, have been wonderful. Here's a little fun stat for you. Okay. Since Kershaw left, since Kershaw left the Dodgers with his injury, the Dodgers are averaging 4.2 innings per starter per start the starters are going 4.2 innings they're not even getting to the five inning that you need they've been pulled out twice so here's the bad news good news is the pitching the relievers have done well the bad news is their arms are going to fall off and who knows what's going to happen in october or september where we really need pitching down the road now kershaw's in cincinnati right now uh playing long toss uh, that other guy, Hill, I guess uh, they actually want to play him this year. That was a great trade. He is going to, in theory, be uh, starting against the Giants in game one or two. Uh, um, but right now I'm nervous. We just need to we just need to kind of hold court, maybe pick up one more game, and then when we get swept, we won't be five games back. We'll only be a game and a half, half back. So that's what we're looking for right now for – when we make this call next Thursday that the Dodgers aren't four or five back. Well, here's the deal. You have right now, as it looks, the Giants and the Dodgers will both make. Now, if the Giants keep playing like they're playing, they won't. But but as it looks right now, you know, the Giants and Dodgers will both be in the playoffs. And, uh, you know. Yeah, we say that every year, and then only one team gets in. <laughs> well, and this the way it's looking right now, I've been very, very frustrated with – the Giants in the, over the last couple weeks. As you know, I've been yeah, coaching the they, they were down 4 nothing due to Grom yesterday. The, yeah. The, they could have lost that game, been two and a half out, and only been like two games or a game and a half up on the Pirates. They're, Giants nor Dodgers are 
I'm not counting either of them. One of them will be in, of course, but I'm not guaranteeing that they're both in yet. Well, I would say for sure. That's 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 definitely. I mean, look, the Giants have a seven-game lead three weeks ago. <laughs> you know, so the yeah. Giants might end up with the worst record in the majors. Who knows? So yeah, so you're a busy boy. You're not paying attention, or are you no. just seeing the scores? What what's going on right now? As you know, I coach Chase and Easton's football teams. In the first three weeks of the season, Chase's teams are two a day. So in the morning and and uh, at night, and then Easton's teams are um, in the evening. And so <clears throat> when when I have uh, that much practice and then you have the Olympics going on, which I'd like to, you know, I, we like to watch some of the track and field over the swimming, whatever. Um, I really don't have as much time to watch the games because I'm getting up at six in the morning. I'm going to bed really late anyway, and there's just too much football. So I haven't, it hasn't been, it's been painful, but you know, it's more painful when you watch the loss as opposed to see the loss. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, you know, I have to watch the games now live or not watch them because uh, of the wonderful cable deal that the Dodgers did. I either have to pretend that I'm watching it on my computer and and that I'm living in Germany so I can actually get the games, or I have to uh, just follow along. And not that I'm superstitious at all, but since I've just been following along every couple innings, checking the score... Dodgers have been on a little terror. So I'm going to continue to do that for a while, but I hate watching commercials more than anything. And if I had to watch the Olympics without commercials and watch every Hillary ad, I would put a gun to my head and just shoot it because that's just too much for me. I keep seeing Trump is on with David Letterman in one of her commercials, but I haven't stopped to actually find out what's going on. I just know that... I don't know, is he doing a song or dance, or is he uh, you know, talking about naked women running wild? I don't even know what the commercial is, but it's got to be horrible. And just to see her face is for the next <laughs> eight years is going to be great. It's, it's going to be great. And, and what's so great about everything is the fact that every day more things come out. Now, now just a little political angle here, okay? So you have... You yeah. have um, you know, um, Obama rip on Mitt Romney four years ago about the one percent, right? They kept bringing right. up the one percent, the privileged, and that one percent has everything. The worst of the one percent is Hillary Clinton, and I don't care what anyone says or what anyone's thought is that listens to this podcast. If you don't agree with that, you're you're up in the night. And here's why: she she has proven time and time again cutting deals with foreign countries. So her brother-in-law can have the league, you know, have the get 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 the contract, and Bill getting paid one point two million dollars to go speak, and them they they, they donated two million dollars to their own foundation, of which only ten percent actually goes and actually impacts the world. The other ninety percent pays her daughter, pays administration, all these great things that it does. But now she said, when she gets in office, she's not going to let foundations take in foreign donations anymore after she got her billion dollars so 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 that's what's going on is it sickening to me and it's just as sickening as the other candidate is yeah that's nice of her to do that and to really take a stand now you know hillary the funny part is yeah yeah you cut off be there yep 
Okay, so yeah, that's the thing is if you're if you're just looking at what uh, the two bad mouths of each party towards the other one, the the one party always bad mouths the one percenters. So Hillary's acting more like a Republican if she's a one percenter. And then Trump is just a flander, goofball, doesn't really care about anything. And he's more on the left side. So I don't even know who's who. I just know that uh, I can't have Hillary staring at me every day because it's I it's going to be horrible. It's, it's, and it, there's, I've only felt this way about um, Al Gore, too, where I don't even care politically what he's about. I just can't hear his voice over and over. and over. If I had to hear Al Gore for saying lockbox for eight years... <laughs> And have the Dodgers not win a World Series. That's that's two out of three that puts you down right there. But but the the problem is, and we don't talk about this a ton, but it's just the the hypocrisy, which is she pretends to be oh totally for the people and against the one percent, and she's as bad of any one percenter as anyone you will ever meet. That's a hypocrisy. But the 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 sad thing is is that Americans. Over half of the Americans still buy into it. That that say yeah, well, that, that's okay. That's, the, that's uh, a sad thing. She's going to get the African American vote, and she's uh, doing everything that they don't believe in. And all these Bernie Sanders people that are voting for her, uh-huh. you know, there's a lot of Republicans that aren't, you know, like Ben Shapiro, the man, who aren't voting for Trump, right? Because they're just disgusted by right. him. They're not going to vote for Hillary. They're just kind of sitting it out. Well, That's what all the – if you're a true Sanders fan, if you're a true Bernie Sanders fan, you should do the same. You should not vote for either. But they what, won't. They'll vote left. That's what I feel like uh... – that's you know that's what I feel like doing, but uh, anyway, dude. Well, well. So baseball, we got an exciting week coming up. I'm not very optimistic. Dodgers are playing well. Um, well, you're gonna have Bumgarner go. And by the way, how awesome that Bumgarner's lost like four straight games, one to nothing, and then he wins a game nine to eight. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's yeah. baseball. If someone wants yeah. to say what's baseball, okay, yeah. here's a guy that pitched five games in a row just beautifully, and he lost every one. And then he had his worst outing ever, and he won nine to eight. So anyone that puts weight on wins and losses, you're dumb. That's simple, right? And and it's uh, yeah, that's that is so true, so so true. But I've got a question for you. Shifting gears in watching a little bit of the Olympics, as I was leaving the house this morning, and some Olympic action was on. When did they let the South African man run with the women in the eight hundred meter? Oh, don't! I'll send Cassidy, my daughter, over to your house, and she will argue the difference between man, woman, and ovaries. Oh, no. I don't want to get into it. No, we don't but... need to get into it. I just saw they, they as they go <laughs> to each person's face. It's running. And oh, thought, you're going off on face. No, this that guy or girl or thing. It's a woman, but no ovaries. We're getting deep into it now. And I don't even know how to argue it because my daughter's a professional arguer, uh, United Nations style. And I was just like, but there was a person from Nigeria in the race before it. And I'm like, oh, good. This dude gets to, uh, he must identify as a woman because he gets to run. And no, so that's a that's a good looking crew of, of, of ladies. What's, what's weird is, I guess they said there's no scientific evidence that backs there's an advantage or whatever. Um, I don't know. I didn't know what was really going on, and it. Was oh yeah, no. There's actually an ovary issue. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's enough with that then. Um, so, so what? What are your what are your takes? You know, there's the 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 U.S. has has once again reminded um, everyone in the world that that we have uh, a lot of 
a lot of people in our country and that we um, have a lot of guys that spend a lot of time swimming and rowing and um, doing some other sports. Um, is it really is it really that awesome? And I love USA, and it's great, but, but uh, is it more awesome for the U.S. to win a race, or is it more awesome to have somebody like from Tunisia, like one of three athletes in a 800,000-person country, win a gold medal? Uh, it, it's interesting to, to look at it that way because, you know, what my uh, theory is after every, um, after every World Cup for football or soccer is after it's over, we bomb everyone to show them that, yeah, no, we're still better than you. <laughs> in the Olympics, we don't need to bomb anyone because we actually show them that we're better in, you know, in this way. But I think, and I'd like to see what the medal count is, women to men. And, you know, I was talking with someone a while ago, and they're like, why is our women team, soccer team so good? And I said, because we're the only country, although you can't ask Hillary or the National Organization for Women, that actually supports women's rights and women to be all they can be and to actually go into the sporting world and, right. and be dominant. And, and you know, you're not going to have that in Pakistan because uh, most of the women are getting acid thrown on them if they read a book. So it's a different deal what goes on in our country so i think a lot of our gold medals are the women because we're so supportive of them and then i think but the men are still doing awesome and i, and I just did you know that 55 percent of them, the world doesn't know how to swim 55 percent of the world doesn't no i didn't know that <laughs> isn't that crazy so i guess that kind of seeing that i don't know anyone that doesn't swim uh, I think that's kind of a head start in that area. But, well, why aren't we better in soccer? Like, if we can be so great in rowing, we should be able to be – we should find these people that still play soccer. I don't know. I, that still just drives me crazy that we don't win more soccer games. But, um, yeah, so no bombings this year. We won't have to do it. Uh, I'm pretty stoked. Uh, it's also good to see all the Russians continue to get stuff stripped from them after they've won medals this year. What a surprise, by the way, IOC, that people that – you found out ahead were juicing. Now find out afterwards that they juiced again, and you have to strip their medals. Good job, IOC. Once again, top shelf stuff. It's really crazy, and it goes back to the same thing, man. It's it's you know the IOC has a ton of money. There's a lot of influences, uh, just like with FIFA. You know, there's a lot of influences. It comes down to men being in a position of power and people taking care of them. Uh, you know, to so so countries can get their own way. They were talking about what was it? There's some there's some event. Oh, I think it's Coachella. Coachella in Southern California. It's a three day festival, right? It brings mm -hmm. nine hundred million dollars into the local economy. <laughs> the local economy is meth of Coachella. So, so 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 that's fine. But what I'm saying is. You have a country that gets the Olympics. All of a the sudden, they have billions in funding. It's the same with FIFA, and that's a problem. It's just it's it's a bunch of guys running it that are uh, most of them are corrupt anyway. But other than all that, let's let's talk about you know there's there's four legendary Michaels, right? You have Michael Jordan, yes. right? Michael Jordan, right? You you now have Michael Phelps, right? You have Michael Jackson. Right. And, of course, probably the most famous legendary Michael of them all, Michael Scott. 
Right, from the office. Yeah. I see you saw that meme yeah. also. So we're, so we're both in the same meme circles. So, so it's like, you know what, that's, that's exactly right. And I think he's probably, probably, the if you had to go one through four, he's, he's probably going to be number one. He's the most accomplished for, for sure. sure. So let me tell you something else, Olympics, that I thought of and my wife and dog uh, just mocked me. We'll see if you're in the same thing. So I was watching the decathlon, and I thought, yeah, all right. First thought was, I wonder if this guy's going to be a girl in 25, 30 years. My second thought was a new event. Tell me what you think of this. It's called the Iron Olympiad. All right, you ready? Yeah. It's 16 days. It's every day. Every 16 days of the Olympics. It starts day one. And it's basically the decathlon. And then you add some sports to it. You take a couple of the decathlon away. So then you add archery, cycling. You put put in you rowing, shooting, a couple different swimming events, weightlifting. And the last day is a half marathon. Tell me that wouldn't be even better than the stupid decathlon where it's all track and field. This yeah. is all. Yeah. This is every single solo event, and then the final event is a half marathon. So for two and a half hours, two to two and a half hours, these guys have to run on the final day. Wouldn't that be a boss, yeah. or is that just me? They both no. mocked me. I think it'd be great. You know, you should have something. It's intrigue, right? It's about selling more sponsorships anyway, right? Yeah, so, and then that's like it's 16 days. Every uh-huh. day they do one event, and in the, the 10, well, it's about eight of the original events. Some of the events are lame, like discus. And then you throw in some archery, some shooting, some, you know, just all different things. Like I even thought I wanted to take it one step further, but they didn't like it, where you just pick a pick every country gives what their best sport is. So if you pick like Iraq, or Palestine, then their best sport is throwing rocks. So there's like a rock throwing contest. And then, okay, that was my joke. It didn't go over great, but you seem to like it. But no, I'm serious about the 16 event thing, though. Would that be cool? Well, I think I think that would actually be very cool, and I think we should submit right. it to the IOC with do it. a little bit of a bribe. And, and uh, yeah. you know, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. We could get. Yeah, if we got the bribe right, we could get. Every, Everything else in, and then yeah. maybe the last event is the one where Will Ferrell does with the gymnastics, where they have the the ribbon, where you do that ribbon gymnastics. <laughs> that could be an event. <laughs> um, so, so just so everyone knows, probably next week will be the last pod that we have to depend on our wonderful non-sponsor Skype for the great. Yeah. Um, you know, we have the the studio renovation being going going on right now. And, and, and it's going to be – we're going to be dialing up, man. We're going to be, we be bringing it up to another level. Um, but, uh, you know, so bear with us on this one. Jimmy Boy is at a – Yeah, hang in, in there. You're, you're at an establishment somewhere in Southern California right now. Yeah, just a hidden location. And uh, as I can tell you, there's a couple uh, guys with beards sungla- or glasses like Spencer Kimball style, and then uh, drinking coffee, and one of them sitting on my lap. So, I mean, it's not in a beanie. He's got a beanie on, too. Okay. And his so, name's Chaz with two Zs. So, um, so speaking of Chaz with two Zs, um, yeah. a little bit of an update. You know, the longer this Big 12 stuff goes, the worse it is, I think, for BYU because it just becomes a mess. And and the Big Twelve presidents, you have Iowa State coming out saying how they really don't like BYU. 
Um, Why? And, and I've heard Iowa State, this is what I've heard, is the most liberal school in the Big 12, which is kind of surprising. Iowa State, right? I was out there. What's what's liberal about them? They like uh, brewed uh, or, you know, that, that beer that's especially brewed beer instead of Natty Lights. I mean, that place is so backwards. It's in Boone, Iowa. I lived there for four months. Well... They they came out yesterday and said Houston and Cincinnati definitely should be uh, in. Um, the Big Twelve now is saying how they're maybe they're not going to make a decision till October. You have the yeah, LGB, LGBTQG X. movement uh, that X for xenophobics, right? That wrote that wrote that which it, the the irony will be they set up the Big Twelve to either discriminate or not. Uh, the same thing that these guys are accusing them. So it's just, I don't know. I, you know, I told you before, when when you deal with crazy, you get crazy, and that's that's what's going on. The Big Twelve is so dysfunctional, and they don't know what they want, and they and and you have all these different guys uh, piping in, you know, about how they should or shouldn't. You have the Salt Lake Tribune writing a wonderful article because you know the Salt Lake Tribune loves BYU and loves the LDS religion here in Utah about how, you know, how horrible BYU is and how horrible they treat people and how blah, 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 whatever. So it's really interesting. And, and unfortunately it, it, in my opinion, as it goes on, it looks, it, it's worse for BYU uh, instead of better because the presidents just get to the point that say, look, we don't, whether they're right or wrong, we don't want to deal with this stuff anyway. And the easier route other than the money the easier route is picking you know houston and cincinnati you don't have to worry about it yeah well i told you from the get-go that i was very nervous about what that what was going on and it would be a true bigotry if that happens but here's what's going to happen byu will just move on yeah they still have a what top 15 toughest uh schedule so if they can put together the teams that they should and you know, and they and they go undefeated. They're going to have the same chance as anyone. Right. The bummer is, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the basketball games against, you know, Portland State and you know University of South San Diego that they play. I would have loved to have been in Big Twelve for that. And football would be fun to beat up on Texas and Oklahoma, like we've already proven we can do. But I guess that that might go away. But here's the question that I have. This is a big one. Is it locked in that on Saturday, September 3rd, that you'll be sitting next to me at Buffalo Wild Wings in Glendale, Arizona, as we sit and watch USC Alabama as we prepare for BYU versus Arizona? Is that happening? Yep. It's a done deal, brother. And and here's the issue, though. I saw that the SC game starts only two hours before the BYU game. Is that right? Two and a half hours. So what's going to happen is I'm going to watch every two hours and 30 minutes of it, and then I'm going to run over to the game. Uh, but it might be over by halftime anyway. So, so, so but, uh, be, yeah, so you don't, we're not getting the whole thing. We'll be at the Buffalo Wild Wings by Phoenix Stadium. Yeah. I sh- did you not get my yeah, text I did. that showed you that I it's a five-minute walk? And 4,000 Is that other too far for you to walk? And 700 other texts. So, yeah, I did see that. My mind is is really scrambled right now. I'm very excited about that. You're going to pick us up. We're going to partay with Chase and Easton. Yeah. We're going to go watch SC yeah. roll Bama. 
and then we're going to walk over to the game, and then we're just going to stay right near the stadium at the hotel that night, so you can be on your way back to your little fun little place called SoCal. SoCal is where my mind is, and it's where my body will be too later that morning at about four. <laughs> so yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're excited. We're excited. The boys are excited to, to hang out with you. And, and uh, you know Good. that SC is, is their favorite team in the Pac-12. And so they'll be, uh, they'll be rooting on uh, SC. Good. And we'll, uh, we'll have to do a pod. We can have the boys chirp in on whatever oh, yeah. stupid no-cal stuff you've indoctrinated them with. Okay. So, so let's get into the email bag because it's a Friday. All right. We got our first two games tomorrow, uh, one at 9 a.m., one at 4 p.m., football games. Uh, for Lone Peak Youth Football, we're taking on Sky Ridge, the, the new school. And um, so it should be good. We've got a busy day game planning, you know, uh, carb loading, you know, doing all just those things that you do for 7th and ninth grade uh, football. Is players. carb load still a thing? I thought that went away when people figured out dietary uh, no. stuff. I was talking to my nephew last night who, who was an intern for the Fijian um, rugby team that won the, the rugby 7th. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he was with them for for uh, uh, one month before they went. He helped train them. He, he went on a pure protein diet for six weeks, and then two weeks before the Olympics, they went to Santiago, Chile, and and loaded up on carbs. And then they went and won. So do not discount the value nor impact of something like that has on the body and sports. All right. I just thought that, like everything else in science, it was proven wrong like a month later. So, all right. Yeah, I used to carb load to a point where it was not very comfortable. I still, I mean, I still I would, carb load. We'd have basketball games. Yeah. I carb load before like a like if I know that I'm putting a lot of hours in watching the Olympics, right. I'm straight up carb load. So All right, let's get to these emails. Um All right, so here we go. Open the bag. Here's the first one. Uh okay. This constant lying from US swimmer Ryan Lochte is horrible, especially since everyone know he's lying. Next thing you know, the person responsible for sending that video of him at the gas station is going to mysteriously end up dead after a fake robbery. Come on, Lochte. We're all smarter than that. Sincerely, Hillary Clinton. All right. I don't understand the part about the person being dead that shared the info. Okay. Well, yeah. It's weird. yeah it's hard to, that's hard to understand, too. Yeah. All right. Here's the next one. Uh, oh, do you want to say anything about Lochte's info? Um, you know, the guy changes his hair color every year. He's had many issues. You watch him for one minute and you understand that he's the kind of guy that really wants and is dying for attention. He's been in Phelps. Yeah, oh, yeah. And so, so does it surprise me? It's very weird, very strange. But when you look at it, at everything, no, it doesn't surprise me that, that a guy like that would do something like that. And I don't know him and I'm not judging. I'm just saying from his interviews and from what I've seen from over the years, no, I'm not surprised that he'd do something stupid like that. Right, it's 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 always interesting when you have someone like it was it was a little more like Durant a few years ago where someone comes that comes into a sporting event that is changing the way sports that sport is done a Phil Mickelson a Durant 
um, a lochty, where they are better than anyone else, except for there's a guy named LeBron James, there's a guy named Phelps, uh, there's a guy named Tiger Woods. Like these guys, those three guys that I mentioned at first were unbelievable going to change the way, going to be the kings of their sports, except that these, this guy out of nowhere and each one came out and, and was better. And that's, and that's what's Lochte's deal. And you, you look at the guys. Are you there? Did yeah. you hear that, what I said? Okay. Yeah, but it's kind of funny because it's like, why don't these guys, I mean, you, you understand it sucks, right? And it's, uh, but, but, but it's like what he's been able to accomplish even with that is more than 99.9% of the people have, right? But they don't, they right. don't, they don't see that. And I, I get it. They're competitors. They want to be number one. But you're right. There, there are some guys that have been phenomenal athletes, but they just happened to be in the era of somebody who was really, really good and brought even to a new level. That's right. <laughs> Right, it's like the Jazz put together two great teams. Oh, yes. except it was Jordan. Right. Like they could have beaten anybody but Jordan, and there's Jordan sitting for him. So yeah, it's kind of a bummer in that way. Uh, I did see something that was funny though. It was uh, Bill Murray uh, was saying that every Olympic event should have a normal guy run it. So like the finals would be those eight guys, and then like you or me as the ninth guy, just to show everyone how fast even the slow guys are. So, because you look at it, and you're like, "Oh, that guy from Pakistan, Kazakhstan, finished and way behind Usain Bolt. <laughs> He's so slow." But the reality is, still run like a nine eight seven forty, right. so right. or or, or hundred, whatever. So, um, yeah, that would go in and let people know that even the slow people are really good. Okay, yeah, but Here's the funny the thing one. about that, hey the guys, fun, the funny oh, thing really quickly yeah. about that is. It's like when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were really horrible, and everyone say, "Man, those guys are horrible." I'll bet this college team can beat them. Every guy on the Buccaneers was the best guy by far on their college teams, right? Exactly. So, so it's like, come yeah. on, man. So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they played Alabama or SC or Miami on their best year with their best team, they would have all lost by sixty to right. the crappy Buccaneer team. So, <laughs> all right, here you go. Uh, next email. Oh, this is Olympic themed. Hey, guys, love the show. Anyway, I'll take care of this whole U.S. swimmer stuck in Brazil thing. Um, the president of Brazil will find a transfer of $400 million conveniently in the country's bank account tomorrow, and all our boys will be forgiven and back into the U.S. Hashtag Olympic fever. Hashtag boys will be boys. Sincerely, Barack Hussein Obama. There you go. It's pretty simple. It is easy to get guys out of countries. Uh, there's, a, there's a price for everything in life. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, there's not supposed to be when someone's being held hostage, but I guess there is now. The thing about Obama, which I think is great, is many, many times he doesn't take into consideration the Constitution or history. He's going to make the call because he knows better than history and he knows better than everyone else in the country. So that's nice of him to to have that confidence and to make those decisions for our best interest. Yeah, and it's also nice to be a reporter out in Syria where you're feeling that you could walk around without being uh, taken as a hostage because it didn't matter because the U.S. wasn't going to pay him, so there's no reason for him to take you. And now, guess what? You get to be a hostage because <laughs> we pay people off. That's right. Thank you, Obama. Yep, All right, right, next one. Uh, NBC, hey, we get it. Enough with the shots of Phelps' girlfriend after every race. Right. It's about the athlete. Not the arm candy in the stands. 
Go USA. Sincerely, Janet and Polina Gretzky. Well, that was nice. <laughs> well, and, and you, that could also have been co-written by Fox Sports during the World Series. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> the, yeah. So if you, what do you think about the constant shots of Phelps' girlfriend? Well, yeah, she seems like a nice lady, and they have a cute kid, okay? But, but, but the problem is, if Phelps would quit winning medals, they would quit showing her. Yeah. Well, they used to show his mom, so in that instance, they were showing family members either way. But I definitely enjoy seeing the girlfriend more than the mom. All right, moving on to the next one. Um, oh, this is a good one. This is about uh, last night. So... We are really concerned about the violence in our home state of home state of uh, Wisconsin and the city of Milwaukee, especially with African Americans yelling at white people in the city. However, I do get it. You, uh, us white people, have been yelling at small groups of black people for years in Green Bay. Sincerely, Packers fans. So, <laughs> well, that may have been the best one ever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a whole other topic, man. This is, it's too easy. People make it too easy to have topics that are very compelling <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, I always wonder, how's, how is this is such a dire week coming up in sports? How are we going to get any emails? And it just somehow pops up every week. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the way it goes, man. Well, well, listen, we have – it's a little shortened one this week, but – you know, it's always great to talk baseball. We got, you know, we're three weeks from football. We're going to be uh, be uh, together then. Now, you will be uh, up at the UCLA uh, BYU game also, won't you? That's the thought. It's not it's not done deal yet. Okay, but that's what needs to happen. So, well, well, let's we'll see how that goes. You, we we will next week. We will do our football preview because we'll hopefully we'll have. Good, uh, you know, maybe the studio's done, maybe not by next week, maybe it's the following. But, uh, you know, we'll have, again, some great baseball to talk about, probably no Big 12 to talk about. Uh, you know, we will talk about... Uh, fantasy, big fantasy football, you and I have picks next to each other, so we'll be stealing each other's players all, right. uh, all draft, that'll be fun. That's right, that's right. Well, we'll plan, we'll plan on that, I think that's that same... Uh, or that's that same weekend of the Arizona game, so uh, we'll plan on that. Hopefully, you can make it up for uh, that because it's always it's always better when when bear you know the Bearbackers are here in in uh, in town you know for the yeah uh, for that maybe event. I can use yeah because you guys have a great shower in house that I like to use so you that know, works I out well for everybody so that we, that's a that's a topic for another day so all right well Jimmy boy go ahead and tell Chaz. Uh, yeah. that, that I hope he has a great weekend and, and um, I hope you have a great weekend and uh, you know for everyone else go Giants and we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the flip side first place <laughs>